You're listening to Punisher Waterfowls, the Union 0430 podcast. Brought to you by Real Geese Decoys, the most technologically advanced silhouette decoy on the market. First Light, the best hunting gear on the planet. Go farther, stay longer. And Ducklander Calls, tradition, education, and quality. Built to hunt. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Union 0430, episode 155. Hey, it's been a couple weeks since I've been on. I was in Newfoundland on vacation. Dave had the helm, had the conch, done a wicked awesome show with Sean Weaver. Um, So now I'm back. I got Bobby. We were supposed to do this Friday night. And I'm still not smart enough to figure out Wi-Fi and, and all that stuff. So we had to postpone it until today. And Philly jumped on. And Philly was, oh, that was the other thing, Bobby. When I messaged you and told you, hey, Friday, we can't we can't do it tonight because I can't connect. Like, I didn't let Philly know. So, like, 20 minutes later, <laughs> like, 20 minutes later, Philly messaged me. You're like, are, are we still fucking doing this or what? And I was like, oh, shit, sorry, buddy. I messaged Bobby and I told Bobby we weren't. And I totally forgot to tell you we weren't. So <laughs> I was I was at my trailer trying to get connected. I, I was going to have a cigar, like, long, long overdue for a podcast cigar. And I was like, I had everything set up. I had an ashtray going. Goddamn, like, like I'm about as techie as as fucking Damien is, and like I'm like, dude, like I'm trying to get on. Like, what's going on? Damien's like, oh no, sorry, we're not doing it. No way. Well, so you're oh. telling me I wasted a third of this cigar on waiting for you to figure out the hotel Wi-Fi. You couldn't even send me a message to say we yeah. ain't doing it. Yeah, tight. Yeah. yeah, yeah, pretty much, pretty much. So anyway, but I was hey, really we're, hoping we're, that we're, we're hunters. We're hunters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, but I was trying to do it because if I could have pulled it off while we were down there, there was a lot of people around and I could have got a bunch of people to jump in and edit a show and we could have had a really, really funny show. And everybody had a, had a couple pints into them by that point too. So um, it would have been an, it would have been an entertaining show, but uh, this, now we got Kyle and Kyle's he's, He's driving the paint like he's he's going hard. No, we're like, going hard in the paint. Y'all got basketball in Canada? Yeah, I don't play yeah. basketball. No, <laughs> we we got basketball, but it is uh, it is not my forte. I can tell you that. One of your kids uh, plays basketball, doesn't he? Uh, no, just just which one which, was it? No, just I knew you had one. No, that's What's playing that? uh, playing soccer and soccer. Uh, okay, I yeah. remember you were telling me one of them did a sport you had knew nothing about. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, okay. I know a little bit about soccer, well, but now my yeah. son, my son is absolutely infatuated with football. Right. So, okay. so like he every day he comes to me. Well, yeah, I'm not sure what you're talking Which about right football? now. Yeah, um, like NFL. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So not, not soccer. Yeah, yeah, okay. not not kickball. Um. So he comes to me every day now, and he's like, Dad, guess what? And I'm like, I don't know what, buddy. And he's like, the Arizona Cardinals just drafted this guy. I have no idea why they drafted this guy, because they don't need him. They need this position. I'm like, buddy, um, I'm still following hockey. No, I'm still following hockey, buddy. I have I have no idea. I, I have well, that's no Canadian clue. man pile there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big time. But, Big time. But yeah. – uh, I did want to say I wanted to kick this off. I told I told uh, Bobby and Kyle about this Philly, but I I've realized something this past week, and I was at the Grimsby DU show this week and set up a booth and everything, and uh, I even uh, I can't drink anymore. I got about five pints into me Saturday night, and uh, I was like, "That's it, I'm done." I, I just couldn't do it anymore. So, and then everybody's like giving me giving me grief over because i went to bed early and everything and i'm like every fucking one of you is 15 years older uh younger than i am just tell them when they grow up they'll figure it out yeah yeah i think so i think so but you know you know you you think about eating cheese and you're already blocked up for a week so (laughs) just (laughs) they'll figure it out (laughs) yeah this is true this is true bobby um it's it's good that you know, you brought Kyle on and, and stuff tonight. And, and it is really good because you've got some really, I want to say some exciting stuff coming. And I've sort of know 
a little bit about some of the stuff that's coming, but this was a surprise this evening when you told me that Kyle is going to start doing a podcast with you. Um, and which is, which is awesome. And I, and I think it's a great thing because, and I've told you a million times, you have so much to bring. Um, and if people are just willing to, to take some time to listen, they'll actually learn a ton of shit listening to you. And I don't know how, Maybe. I don't know how, uh, how educational Kyle is going to be as Kyle's just here for comic relief or is Kyle like, is, is he like a duck guru too? Kyle's pretty good at duck hunting, but Kyle is more on the, for the lightheartedness of the situation. Yeah. So, so I've got a podcast that I've been putting out and that's just kind of whenever I got something on my mind or I want to share something, I put it out. Mm -hmm. There's not a lot of structure to it. So I, I've been telling everybody it's just a, it's an audio video of my Instagram feed is all my podcast is. Yeah. That's uh, a good way to put yeah. it. I, yeah. Yeah. That's all it is. Uh, but I am not very good at being silly. So I thought it might be a good idea to add <laughs> a little humor into the brand. So that's where Kyle comes in with this. So we've got one started. It's actually going to be called the, just the Ducklander Clubhouse. And yep. Uh, we have a lot of mutual friends because Kyle and I have been hanging out for a long time. Yeah. So 12, 13 years. Yeah. Yeah. So these are, we hunt a lot together. But we've just been hanging out a long time. So a lot of the mutual, we have a lot of mutual friends in the hunting industry. Yeah. So they're going to come on and Kyle's going to talk about whatever with them. I don't know if it'll even be waterfowl related. No. Nope. Yeah. But, so just but be whatever. Good. Yeah. Just whatever it is. It's, I, it, it's, it's going to be kind of geared towards that. The conversations you have whenever you're in between flights of birds or yeah, you're but... setting everything up or you're sitting back eating breakfast after you're done hunting or before you go hunt or what have you that's what we're going to be yeah it, just kind of bringing color bringing some uh you know shining some light on that side of the spectrum uh you know i talked to a few buddies in the end you know that hunt a lot whether they're involved in the industry from you know, pro staff situation or working for different brands or what have you. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of those guys, and I think Bobby will attest to this too, that everybody gets so focused on if you're not wearing this camo pattern, you can't kill a duck or if you're not blowing this call or whatever. It's just going to be a community thing to actually yeah. show what it's truthfully about. But you're talking about, Damien, the, uh, the show you're at the other night. I mean, it's that's what we experienced. I mean, for the past decade of running shows with Bobby it's not you know this is better than that behind the scenes or even at the shows it's just a bunch of buddies getting together hanging out shooting the bull so yep. it, just it kind was, of bringing the the lighter side of that I was talking to one of the fellas over a beer last evening and uh, so they didn't have a very good showing at the show this weekend right like there wasn't a lot of people showed up uh, a bunch of the vendors backed out like two, three days before the show. So they were a little bit disappointed in, in the way that the show went and, and stuff and was talking to a fella and uh, this fella works at the bank. Uh, so he, he's a banker. He said he deals with a lot of like very, very wealthy people that are all in the same, all in the same business. They're all fighting for the same dollars. And he said, they're, they're very competitive, very, very competitive. He said, but when it comes to shows, so like, I don't know, like uh, like building shows or, or whatever fucking kind of construction shows there are, he was like, these guys all hang out together. They all hang out together. They travel together. They, they do everything together, but they are very competitive when it comes to getting the jobs and doing the jobs and, 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 and succeeding at their work, right? But then... You know, you look at this waterfowl world, and Bobby, we've talked about this a million times, you and I. I don't know why we can't get along better. And and Carl, you were you're talking about it, right? Like you, you see it at these shows when when you're hanging out at the shows and stuff. You see that there's always somebody that's that doesn't want to come hang out and play with you, right? You got a good group of dudes that are that'll come around and hang out and and be silly and have a laugh and and stuff like that but then there's always a couple that just they don't want to hang out with you because it, it, they're just too competitive or, or whatever and and i think that's that's one of the biggest things we've got to get over in this 
Those guys typically aren't around that long. No, true. Man, good lord. A lot of these guys, like I'm at shows with, I think next year, I'm pretty sure next year is my 20th year. I mean, I've been at shows with these guys since 2004, since 2007. Yeah. I mean, we've been around each other a lot. Um, So, I don't know. I would think, uh, for the most part, I don't know if, I don't know if most consumers know that most everybody is friends. Yeah. Just behind the scenes. Yeah. Um, and and what I found when I started this, and Phil, you can you can jump in on this, but what I found starting this podcast, not only are you friends, but talk like regularly. You may not oh, yeah. see one another regular regularly. Yeah, everybody talks pretty regular. Oh, yeah, yeah, but you might not see like face to face conversations, nope. but talk. You talk yeah. very regularly to people all over the country. Very much. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I don't know if Bob talked about the North Dakota trip last year, but the area we decided to go to was a similar area to one of my best friends up there hunting. And we talk five or six days a week, whether it's about golf or hunting coming up or why is the sky blue or what have you. Yeah. And, I mean, it's hell. I talked to him on the way down here because I learned, ironically, today that Bob said, "Hey, we're doing a podcast with the Punisher guys." I said, "Okay, let's do it. Whatever." Yep. So, um, you guys are one breaking my podcast virginity. So, thank you for that. Um, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so, uh, but that's one of the things that him and I talked about quite a bit was just everybody has a common goal within the hunting, whether it's deer, big game, upland, waterfowl, what have. But sharing ideas and not being so quiet about it. I mean, that's you're short from sending somebody a pin of the exact tree or field you're sitting in. Mm-hmm. Man, it's it, it, there's a bigger picture with that and helping people be more efficient at hunting. Yeah, I can, I can tell you if you look at it on social, outfitters are much more controversial with each other than waterfowl companies are. Yeah, that's a fair that's a fair point. Yeah, yeah I agree with that. Yeah, it's a lot. So, uh, I mean, how like on my regular podcast, um, I probably have four other call companies scheduled to come on before the end of the year. Yeah, and, and I remember, and yeah. I remember when you when you approached us about sponsoring this one, you told you upright outright told us, listen, I don't care if you have other call companies on, like bring them on. Yeah, I don't know why you wouldn't. Yeah, yeah. So. The thing you got to remember about an outdoor show is, especially if it's waterfowl related, the more brands that are there, the more people will come. Mm-hmm. So it's better if everybody is there. You don't really want to be at a show by yourself. It doesn't no. work out. No, yeah. absolutely. No, yeah. You're 100% right. So no, everybody gets lost. So this podcast Kyle's going to do is community and just shooting the shit. That's good. And I think Everybody that I talk to regarding mine, and and by no means do I think that that this show is is the best, but I I think that's what people want to hear. They just want to hear honest to God talk, just it, just as if you were sitting in the blind with somebody or or driving the back roads scouting. You know what I mean? That that's the conversations people mm-hmm. want to hear. Well, I mean, well, we had Rogers Water Rogers Waterfowl weekend was two two weeks yeah ago. about two yeah. weeks ago. Um, you know, it was kind of fun to sit back and listen. Uh, went back to the hotel after the show, and you got Stall or Sean Stall sitting there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Big Jimbo sitting there, which congratulations to him yes. being inducted Con- to the Hunting Wall of Fame. What is it? The Hall Hunting of Fame? Wall of Fame? I don't know. Hall Something yeah. Hall of Fame. It, yeah, it's the Hunting it, Hall of Fame. Yeah. yeah, you know, Big Jim sitting there, and you got Tim from Lucky Ducks hanging out. Ricky was from Lucky Duck was hanging out. Just um. Brooks Brooks Richard was sitting there. Everybody's just sitting there, just shooting the breeze, having fun. And I'm like, this is kind of awesome. the real world of it. Yeah. You know, you got your brands, you got to push, which you got to be respectful of that. But at the end of the day, man, we're all just a bunch of fools walking around when it's 20 below <laughs> and trying to shoot a duck without everything freezing up and breaking. So it's like, whatever, right? I can tell you, in my world at least, there's never a time I go to a show and I'm like, oh god, oh god, that guy's gonna be there. Like I never, I no. don't have that. Yeah. Yeah, nope. that's not part of my world. No, absolutely. Yeah. Philly, 
You look like you got looked like he's you got still something. mad over that cigar. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say like the uh oh, I don't the, care about the that dog world. Right. The dog world's no better. Like no, is it? See, I'm not in that like, world, right? So I, well, I, I used to run HRC hunt tests. So HRC hunt tests, you're competing against a test. You're not like field trials is like first, second, third, where it's me against you. Where hunt tests, it's you know you're competing against a set of standards. Everyone's everyone wants everyone to win, rooting and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's that was the, the main reason why, thing, right? Yeah, like that was the main reason why I got into running the uh, the hunt test. It was it was most realistic, and everyone's rooting for everybody. It's an amazing time, and I was at a hunt test last year, and there was this uh, we'll call him a dog trainer at best, and like walked around like a shit don't stink and he was crushing like started tests so a started test in hrc world is you got to do about like a 40 40 to 50 yard mark this way a single dog goes gets it comes back and then has to do it again like in a 90 degree angle the opposite way so you got to do that on land and then on water and I, i couldn't remember how many how many started tests he passed that weekend again like it's testing for dummies for lack of a better term and right. it was just like yeah like it was just it was all just look at me look at me i'm like bro you, you're like you go to the states in the winter and you're someone's fucking bird boy yeah that you're quote-unquote mentoring under when you go down there like pump the rig sweetheart mm-hmm. right like but yeah, just some people like just think you know they're they're all high and mighty. Like at the end of the day, like we all want to win here. Like I don't know what you're trying to prove, thinking you know you're king of the castle and like. But yeah, you know, this may come as a shock to you guys, but I'm Bobby's bird dog because my nose is further from the water, depending <laughs> what spot of water we're hunting on. <laughs> so by about a foot, yeah, by about a foot. I by got about a foot. Is that something that because that's something that we try to do on our show, Carl? Is that something you're going to try and do when when you do it? Is is trying and and I don't want to use the word teach because I don't want to insult anybody's intelligence or anything like that. But are you going to try and bring up the etiquette and and the I don't want to say rules, but sort of kind of the gentleman's rules to be in a waterfowler and like are you going to try and educate people on? on some of those things or, or yeah, yeah, go for it. Sorry. Uh, No, you're good. That would be, I mean, that in a, in a perfect world. Yeah. You know, advocate for that advocate for how we all get along. You know, it's not about, Oh, you got two guys. I got two guys and you were trying to go to the same spot on some public spot of water. I'm not trying to compete for anybody. I'm getting too old to wake up at midnight to go sand on a hole for five, six, seven hours for the group. Like, you got two, I got two, cool. What do you need? Let's just go do it. Yeah. Kind of advocate for that. And you know, there's going to be some stories of people not taking that too kindly and how things tend to happen sometimes. Like it's just going to be yeah, anything and everything, but it's not going to be just directly hunting related. Right. Just kind of life. I mean, it's going to bounce around. I mean, I'm a big golfer. That's I was actually golfing today before it got too hot, which I about died, which is fine. Um, Got, talking about hunting or what you know the hobbies guys do outside of hunting season because right there's only a certain amount of time we have to do this so yeah you know just anything life related i mean whatever topic comes up that I, when i say riding into truck scouting to while we're hunting to absolutely dogging somebody because they couldn't shoot a bird at 10 yards or 15 yards or what have you it's going to be all that and sharing yeah. different experiences and just going to take it from there and see what happens do you know what a hockey sock is, Kyle? I know what a hockey haircut is. I know yeah. what a hockey stick is. So a hockey sock is, I don't know, it's like... Is that where you line. put a soap and you beat shit out of somebody with it? <laughs> no. Well, okay. you could. <laughs> you could. Um, but it, it covers your shin pads. Anyways, it, it's oh. a big it's a big sock, right? And yeah. And one of our sayings up here is... is it's big enough that like we're going to have enough topics that it, it would fill a hockey sock. And I think that's what you're talking about right there is it's 100%. It's, it's going to be a, a little bit of everything. Right. And, and it's enough to fill a hot enough to fill a hockey sock. Yeah, that sock 
is actually just normal for me. I'm a big guy, so <laughs> we call those anklets where I'm at, or you know, no show socks or whatever. You but so, ankle I'm telling you, bud. I believe. I believe you. I believe. But no, I mean, just little stuff like that. Like, I mean, funny chads. Like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I don't know a single person in this world that can't go to a show or go to a you know, a public draw or be over at a buddy's house and five other buddies from a different friend group are there and you can leave with five new best friends. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of the company I like to keep. Well, I hope you're, uh, I hope you're around in December when I make my trip down to Kansas. So, uh, he will be, oh, you're coming. Yep. I have not given Kyle the hunting itinerary for the season yet. Well, well, and, and, and I think my itinerary is very broad. I was like, when should I come? And he's like, December. Oh, one hundred percent. Yep. Because <laughs> we're gonna. Well, so I listened to your old podcast when Micah was on. I think it was right about a year ago, almost to the yep. day. Yeah, probably. And close. So we're we're gonna dry hole you one day. <laughs> we're gonna give you a taste one day, and then we'll we'll go shoot them one day. So you're gonna get the full <laughs> gamut. But I'm yep. gonna force Bobby to do this in a way like you get the treatment that I usually get, and that's like, hey, just grab a snack out of the cupboard, and you're fine. Like you're not uh, getting the steaks that Micah does or oh, the nice sleeping. Like there's a casting couch right here. You're probably going to sleep on. It's clean. As it's long as clean. that's all that's happening on the casting couch, it's that's it. Clean. There's one couch and one recliner in the shop. <laughs> that's awesome. Which is so, a far cry from what the old shop was. Uh, brown leather and black leather. Hey, that's Pretty awesome. Fancy. Yeah. So Bobby, talk to us about, because you let's say what, maybe a week and a half, two weeks, you've really pushed out the tribe now, right? New website. I did. So everybody knows I'm not the largest YouTube fan on the planet. Yep. Um, It's not my favorite place in the world. (laughs) Not my thing. Uh, It's not. Uh, So, but I do a lot of education, especially calling and all that. So, I felt it would be at best have, I felt the best home for it would be on my website. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's a lot of it. So, so I went ahead and I did a whole new website. It's linked off of our main site and it is the ducklandertribe.com. So it has educational videos on calling on ducks, geese, specs, beginner up to advanced. It has, hunt tips it has gear reviews it has got all kinds of stuff on it so that is uh, that is my educational side of the of the website is that right there and there's more stuff that will go on there um it's free down the road we may have a subscription base for more uh maybe one-on-one calling instruction yeah um and uh maybe we're gonna shoot some. We're gonna shoot some high quality video content this year at Hunts. So I don't know how that's gonna go up on there yet, but it'll go up on there in, in some form. But I thought I thought I heard you say one time, a sure way to ruin a hunt is to bring a camera. Out. Oh, it is. Oh, it absolutely <laughs> is. You're not hunting when that camera's there. You're filming. It's different. Yeah. So absolutely yes. But yeah, so no. So yeah, if anybody needs calling help, instructional on like I've got a video on there how I pattern a shotgun. Yeah, Just and actually stuff like that. is that the same one that you done last year? Yeah, or did some you of it, redo a new no, one? So, uh so all of the calling instructional is new content. Okay. Because my gosh, that video calling instructional I have on YouTube, that stuff's gotta be 10 12 have you it's all you were not gray you were not no gray. i had no, no gray but hair. did you see like the hair down to yeah, the shoulders and stuff hair. oh yeah. buddy that's a, that, what the hockey flow yeah. yeah that's a flow that's a flow yeah, yes. we call that tuesday down here for him yeah right? but so <laughs> all of the calling instructional is that is all new content so like some of the other stuff like the shotgun pattern videos that's the same thing it's on youtube it's just my biggest mm-hmm. problem i had is if i would have customers write and say hey do you have this I'm like, well, yeah, it's all over the place. It's on social and it's on, but they can't find it, which is my fault because I don't rank high enough on YouTube. So, well, and, and the other thing is, is because, well, you and I were talking about this last week, right? And, and as we're talking, I just went on YouTube and I typed in Ducklander calls and it just popped up. 
and yeah, and that's that's the thing with YouTube is that you have to be so specific, right? Like if you yep. just say how to blow a duck call, well, you're gonna get eight million videos from and are, and some of them are great. I'm not saying yeah. that it's it's just you need to be very specific in your search with with YouTube, right? Yes. So you got to be very specific or I have to work extremely hard to get the videos ranked high enough. They pop up first for everybody. Right. Um, that's probably something worth a lot of my attention, but that's not really how we sell calls. So it's not a top priority for me. I'd rather, I would rather have people frequent the website than frequent YouTube. Yeah. No, yeah. Ab absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, so. But no, it's gone good. We had a lot of people on it when I launched it. I haven't looked at the numbers. Like I said, it's not really. It, it, if you get on, if you get on it, if you'll notice, there is no product on that website. It is just instructional and educational videos. Mm -hmm. That's all it's for. You've got to go back to the main site to shop calls. I remember hearing you say one time that, and I don't exactly. So I'm paraphrasing because I don't know exactly how you said it, but you had said. If I could make a duck collar just a little bit better, then you're happy. That's that's all you ever really want to do, right? Well, so, yeah. So there's a lot of controversy right now on whether or not we should have new hunters. Uh, but the thing about waterfowl hunting is we have the largest base of of young hunters of any of the waterfowl of any of the hunting sports. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so we have a lot of younger hunters and they don't necessarily have somebody at home that is teaching them. So they're learning off of the computer. Yeah. Um which isn't always the best thing per se, because it depends on what information they're getting off of YouTube, because that's mm -hmm. the main search engine. Mm -hmm. So what I've always tried to do with calling instructional is they can't, they won't stay hunting if they don't have success. Like everybody's got to kill something to keep going. So most of the time they just need to be a little better. And then mm -hmm. they have enough of a, the season is good enough. They'll keep buying a license. Right. Which I think they need to do. Yeah. Yeah. So, yes, just a little bit of help goes a long ways on keeping somebody hunting. And I don't know, like, I would say if I have to hunt around people, I would rather they were good at it than not good at it. Oh, 100%. Yeah, so I would rather hunt around a bunch of people that are better at it than a bunch of people that are not. So yeah. I'm happy to help. Yeah. No, no, I I like it. It's a good point. Um, I did... I read this the other day, and Phil, you probably seen it, so I may screw it up, so correct me if I'm wrong, but they come out, so Ducks Unlimited just announced or just released their, mm -hmm. their population numbers, and everything... The, the, the numbers survey. Yeah, like everything is down except mm -hmm. green wing teal and yep. pintail. Yep. Yeah, I think Did you get pintail this year, by the way? Nope. I think mileage are down 17% over long term. Yeah. I, think, I think is what yeah, I said. I skimmed seven, it. I 17 or 18. It. Yeah, I didn't look at it super hard. Uh, yeah, out of, yeah, out of that whole list, there was like three three species that are up. Yeah. Like, now, that's it. I would that's say it. the list is not surprising with the drought we've had north in the north yeah. country for the last two or three years. Well, I was talking to my buddy, um, Daryl Gilbert. He runs an outfit in, in Saskatchewan. And where is house? Because um, I was talking about coming out and doing some hunting. He said, well, you could come to the house and just use the house and hunt here. He said, but we're on like a 20-year drought right now, or, or the worst drought in 20 years, I should say. He was like, there is not a bit of water anywhere. There is no there yeah. is no birds around whatsoever around where his yeah. house is. Well, look, even... Because I was in Saskatchewan last October, yeah, and obviously like completely foreign to me, the first time ever being there. But we're out driving the roads, and there, what would have been an acre or two acre sized pond, yeah, is bone dry. So, so like I don't get some too... of the even some of the bigger stuff. Like you'd see how much the water levels were down. I don't get too excited over this because it needs to do that. Uh... It, when everything dries up, the predators also 
lose numbers. Right. So it's just kind of how it balances. It balances. Yeah. It balances itself out. So typically, though, after the big drought and you get water back when they nest, you get a huge boom for a couple years because they get to nest without heavy predation. Right. So, uh, yeah, which would have been, I believe, the early 90s numbers mm -hmm. was after the 80s drought and, and the numbers went crazy for a while. So I would assume the same thing will happen. Fuck so I don't get too excited over this. Fuck, Bobby, well, here's so another smart, eh? I'm not smart <laughs> as much as I've been around for a while. He's just yeah. Yeah, I was talking to Mike the other day on the phone. I added it up. I think I've been I think I've been killing waterfowl now for almost thirty years. Wow. Yeah. So so we'd be uh like super super hard at it since ninety six. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's so more more experienced than smart. Okay, I gotcha. Yeah. I've been so, chasing them for thirty years, not necessarily hunting them. I started hunting them pretty hard at 18. I had a little spell when I was 16 or 17. I thought I was going to really be a big game guy. And that, oh. that didn't work out. Yeah. You fell out of the tree, bumped your yeah, head, and then you smirting up. Yeah. I went on a bear hunt, and it was in a mountain. And I was like, yeah, this is okay. This is not as good as a mallard. <laughs> no. No. I like it when I big game and they like, come to me. Yeah. Or we saying, Bill? That's it. The thing, the thing with big game is, is like you're, you're one and done. That's right. Uh, that's yeah. It just doesn't. I know it's not an everyday thing, yeah. and I don't make enough cash that I could go play big game every day across the country. Yeah, that's expensive. Yeah. yeah. So, and I'll be honest, like the thing I I I've shot quite a few deer in my life. It does absolutely nothing for me. <laughs> I don't get excited over it. I don't get nervous about it. It is no different to me than if my neighbor said, "Go out and kill a beef." It it's does it doesn't do anything for me. Yeah, yeah, Even, yeah. I I've never shot a deer, um, and I've only ever sat in a stand one time, and I was like, "This is not for me at I, all." I could see why people like it. It just doesn't get me yeah. going. If well, I was I, gonna be a deer hunter, I would bow hunt. That would be. I think I, I would just, like that a lot more. I just can't sit still and be quiet for that long. Like, that's my deal. I, I used to deer hunt a lot out of a duck blind. Because I could duck hunt while I was deer hunting. Whoa. <laughs> I, don't yeah. even I don't even think we're allowed to do that, are we, Philly? Why not? Uh, I don't think we're allowed to do that. If oh, we you were... No, if, so if, if you were to deer hunt and duck hunt out of the same line at the same time, you could only have one loaded gun. That's right. And you would have to be shooting copper solids yeah. with really? your deer yeah. gun because you cannot possess slugs. Toxic toxic shot yeah. while waterfowling. Yeah. Ah, I would just so prop if, the rifle up in the corner of the blind and they'd walk the yeah, levee. No, no, no. Yeah. That, that's a paddling up here. Huh. <laughs> yeah, you'd, you'd have to be shooting like copper solids either out of a slug gun or a So rifle. you can't take two shotguns when you hunt. You can. You, you can, but only but one of them be can duck be hunting, loaded. Yeah, you can only have one loaded gun. Oh, darn. Yeah. And if you're caught duck hunting and you had, even if you had slugs in your blind bag, that's right. that's a big no no. Like that's serious. Because it's because it's I can lead. see that because that's yeah. that's a shotgun ammo, so you could yeah. technically well, be. Yeah, you can have slugs, but they'd have to be like Jeez. copper solids, right? Okay. Well, now let me preface this. I was pretty young, you and I don't know the technical rules where I was doing. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, like if you're duck hunting, you can't have any lead shot. Right. So, so what you're telling so, me is T shot does not stand for teal. No. Right? No. Um, no. no. Shit. And it doesn't stand right. for tungsten either, Kyle. <laughs> All right. Yeah, but I know a lot of guys like, that deer hunt or duck hunt. R doesn't know why they duck hunt. R doesn't stand for radio. <laughs> Listen, there. There. Is, is, do you guys have an early teal season? Yeah. Is, yep. is that how many, every... how many wood ducks die during that season? Oh, my gosh, man. <laughs> ducks or all ducks? A lot of woodies die. And yeah. Oh. For the for the vastly uneducated, a lot of hen pintails go down too, and shovelers. Yeah, really. 
Oh yeah. Nobody cares about shovelers. Hey, I'd like. <laughs> I Look, like that's it. a pretty duck. I know. I know oh, yeah. one organization that cares says. a lot about shovelers. Shovelers, <laughs> the real greenhead. Yeah, that's right. Hollywood, but no, Hollywood. there's a lot of woodies that get smacked during teal season. Yeah. So, right yeah. Two things, real quick. And I don't know how because you can't. I don't know how you can't tell them apart. Yeah, one moves at Mach fucking ten. I know, yeah. and the other one has a mohawk. Yeah, and one is fairly large and one yeah. is not and flies in a group <laughs> yeah that yeah, sounds I like a jet i yeah, yeah I, i've seen i've seen woody's fly in a group of like I, yeah i know 40. But, yeah but yeah not 30 right i had a good woody shoot down there at in central missouri about five six years ago standing yeah. on the streets that was pretty cool uh, during regular season yes, yes. legal <laughs> legal yeah. it was it was like the second day or the third day we were, yeah it was like the either the second day or the second weekend opener we're scouting and let's go shoot woodies yeah. and we stood in trees we i think there's four or five of us we got our three and but yes we have an early teal starts yeah. in the middle of september i'm a little bit jealous whenever i hear about early teal season it's, i don't do it anymore no, no. We talking about it being hot. No, I just. Well, no, I that's what I'm saying. Like, put those waiters on. It'll be 85 before it's 8:30, 9 o'clock, uh, and you're yeah, walking I out. I used to do it every year. It's fun. Uh, I don't go do it anymore. No. That that one I lost my appetite for. There is not enough gold bond on this earth for me to go do that again <laughs> with waiters. Shower in a bottle. I uh, I pretty much stay shooting doves in September. Instead now, see, I've never tail. done. I've never done a dove hunt. That was pretty legit. Yeah, uh, I, yes. I got buddies that love it. I just especially I've when never you put it. the when you put the spinners out, they decoy pretty well. And what really? gets even better? Oh yeah, oh they will land right on a spinner. Yeah. It doesn't matter if it's a duck spinner, or dove spin, doesn't matter. Yeah, as long as uh, it's moving. Yeah, as long, as, long as, as it's moving. moving. They got that ADHD, bud. They're like, oh, friends. Yeah, they will come in and just light right to the spinner <laughs> like a little duck. Yeah, Ooh. and then if you get extra lucky, you can find a dove and a pigeon field, and that's even better because there's no limit on the pigeon. And what's the theme up here? Yeah, but yeah, shoot, shoot them all, and then Mow it, them down, in buddy. Kansas we have a Eurasian dove that is an invasive, so you can shoot all the Eurasian dove you want. Huh. Oh, yeah, you can shoot them anytime, just like pigeons. That's awesome. Yeah. So, nope, I would rather shoot uh, the dove during uh, September than the teal. Kyle, funny, uh, like some okay. some guys get right horny over teal season. I'm like, oh, they do. It, it, it's all half four. The they, they can shoot all of them they want. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Yeah. I'll, I'll yeah, sit I'm in the like, truck in the AC and watch them with binoculars. That's fine. Yeah. 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 I'm like, it, it's half a duck. I've got zero interest in shooting teal. Oh, now, I love I do like going half, half a duck. Oh, I do I like going to scout shoot. them. Yeah, buddy. Like, it, just because it's fun, it's fun to watch them do their deal. But I would rather shoot green wings in December than shoot the blue wings early. So, yeah, I yeah. I love shoot like I love hunting teal. I do. I love shooting them. I love eating them. Um, and I love on a on a quiet morning when you don't even know there's anything around, and then thirty of them buzz you. And and you think that a fucking rocket ship just took off? Um, well, you you are in for something when you get down here in December. Well, buddy, the other thing I, when I you do, shoot when you shoot teal out and it's ninety degrees, it's only about twenty minutes long. Yeah, and well, that's, that's the end of that's the end of the deal. Well, I remember talking to Jeff Coates, and and he at one time he used to go down and do that Texas teal down with mm -hmm. uh, with those guys down there, and that's what he said. He was like, "You're down there for however long you're down there, but." 10 15 minutes that's it that's that's yeah, all that's, you're, you're, that's all you're shooting the rest of the yep. time you're back at the back at the camp right and i'm like yep. oh, that, that's pretty good too drinking crown royal yeah it's just a lot of work to go shoot for 10 or 15 minutes gotcha yeah. Yeah. so like i said when i was younger i did it about every day yeah 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 so, so. I, I wanted to rewind something real quick so yeah. we're talking about the duck numbers being down now this is a bit of a hot take this is the little devil's advocate that i play yeah do you think that population is down because less birds are heading back north because we're starting to see a lot more resident birds even down here no something to think about yeah well 
I don't think it got anything to do with like the numbers that DU come out with. And and I because don't they know. just do the prairie prattle, don't they? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well, that's well they're this, no they're they're number. they're doing the Canada survey too, aren't they? Yeah, well this this number was the Canada and, yeah, and the US popular yeah. region, right? Yeah. So um but I do think so for me in my area, the last two years have been in my opinion, have been horrible on ducks. And and we don't really see any ducks until November and December. And that's when we see those those fat mallards coming in, those fat mallards and those fat blacks that, right. that come that come down, right? But one time opening morning, I would shoot I would shoot my limit of, of blue wing teal and green wing teal. Now I don't even see them. Like I never I never shot a teal last year. And I and I don't think I shot a mallard until like mid October to late October. Like, I don't think we were heavy on teal down here last year. It was I don't think teal was a big the year before it was. The year before but it I don't was think the, we had a lot of not it, last year, the two years before that, they were pretty thick. But like last year it was we didn't have a lot of teal and we did not have a lot of widget. The opener. That's it. Yeah, that's right. It was the opener and then we, we got like a little cold snap in there. Yeah, going. we had a we had a week where we had a lot of teal. Yeah. When we opened and then we, we didn't shot, have widget last year either. We shot a ton of wood duck last year like a ton right. uh, more wood duck than i've ever shot ever you must have had a good local nest yeah. of yeah must must have been but we I shot am, a lot of lot of wood duck i am still of the opinion that agriculture has changed enough that they don't need to migrate as hard as they used to yeah but basically because you all have there's corn in canada now yeah and you guys are and no-till no and no-till farming yeah yeah, the no-till, I think, is what changed things more than anything. The uh, biggest thing for us is Lake Ontario doesn't freeze. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah. So, so they've got and, water. And we still haven't had a winter of snow. No. So I, I'm not a global warming guy. I think it's, I just don't. I don't think we know enough to say anything about the weather. They can't even get next week right. No, uh, I, I agree with you there, but like I keep hearing stories the last two, three years of, I call them wonky birds because it's birds that we would never see. And, and now all of a sudden we're seeing them and, and, you know, and I, I'm, I'm not a global warming guy either, but something got to be going on that the flight patterns are changing or something. I um, think we're just in a natural warm spell. Yeah. Mild, a natural mild winter spell. Uh, I, I hope think so. Which I hope on. so. Well, like, cause I mean, we last year it was right after we uh, sent Donnie home. We hit negative ten or fifteen for three, four, five days. Yeah, and it was foggy. And yeah, and it pushed a lot of stuff south. But the one, the one it thing got split. Yeah, you know, like got. I don't think it got that cold on you guys because Iowa was oh. hammering mallards. So yeah, was Nebraska, and then through here, like you had your pockets. And then that's when Oklahoma and Texas were getting hot. Yeah, I'm trying to. And Arkansas started. Yeah, I don't remember. I think there was a cold snap that kind of went across the country. Like I said, we had negative. We made a foot of ice or better, which is rare for us. I remember, I remember you telling me that, yeah. Yeah, and then most of our ducks left during that. And then all the, the geese stayed. Some damn things will stay. They don't care how cold it gets. No. And then um, we ended so up for... picking up ducks again in January. But they probably <clears throat> came back south. Philly. So for our Can Canadian people listening, minus ten Fahrenheit, minus twenty three Celsius. Okay, yeah, yeah. that's balls. Yeah, that, that, cold. Oh no, that's it got cold, cold, and it, yeah, it sustained that. I can't remember it, three days or four days. It was a while. Like it was, yeah, you know, because if you get, if you get, we usually hit zero here for three or four days for a high, around the around New Year's. Like that's pretty normal. New Year's is okay. always cold, but for us to get a negative a negative number yeah. that's rare yeah really I... not i'm talking not wind chill like the actual yeah wind. yeah yeah and like i said i think i think we were negative 15 last year one night with the high of like zero but we did that for three or four days and when it does that it ices everything fast yeah. i was yeah, in instantly uh, and it takes a long time for that to thaw i was in uh so this would have been 2015 
I would have been in Fort Leonard Wood in in Missouri. And I'm mm-hmm. staying at a hotel, and so I'm staying at a hotel. Uh, so I go out for a cigarette at night, and this is this is mid October, early November, I would think, somewhere around that time. And I go out for a smoke, and I'm just wearing shorts and a and a hoodie. Yeah, and uh, because it really wasn't that cold, it was chilly. It was the fall of the right. year, but it wasn't cold. And there were some people, they were looking at me, they're like, where are you from that you're just wearing? Yeah. I was like, I'm from Canada. And they're like, oh, oh okay, that makes yeah. a little bit more sense that this doesn't bother you. But oh, I remember- shit, bud. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, buds. <laughs> N- nothing to it, buds. Um, <laughs> fuck, I was. Oh, that's what I was going to. Philly, you may have witnessed it. I've never witnessed it, but I've heard Bobby say that this reverse migration witchcraft that happens because i've never seen i've never experienced reverse migration have See, you i don't, seen I don't... go ahead phil um because i don't think we get it say... we don't it doesn't like, need to because there's so much warm water discharges around well, i would assume first... you guys are a flyover yeah, state like here here's here's yeah. my issue like like where, where i hunt in my area bobby so like i'm literally half hour 45 minutes to the east of toronto and obviously like toronto and what we call the gta greater toronto area everything's on the north shore of lake ontario and just to the east of toronto is pickering which is like literally the, the next town pickering has a new plant with a warm water discharge into lake ontario and another about 20 minutes 25 minutes down the highway to the east again is another nuke plant Mm-hmm. with a warm water discharge into Lake Ontario. So yeah, like Lake Ontario doesn't freeze. It, it right. wouldn't even matter if the new plants were, weren't there. Right. Lake Ontario ain't going to freeze. Right. Um, now, this whole area that I hunt, um, your agriculture um, from Toronto, from the, from the literally where the water touches land, heading north, the further east you go, the shorter the distance those birds have to go from water to food. Sure. Um, so we got pissed tons of birds. Them, them cocksuckers, they've never migrated a goddamn day in their life. Yeah, I would I'm assume they winter there the whole time. Don't go nowhere. I yeah. wouldn't think so. So it's it's hard for me to relate, like, on the river, river migration to, like, the warming trends and birds starting to push back north. But I don't doubt for a second that it happens, and there is a correlation. Again, like, as birds head south, they follow the snow line. That but snow is set. on... But, but snow is on the geese, though, right, Phil? Like that, oh, you're not... waterfowl. Yeah, you think so? Well, with, with exception of teal. The, yeah, the, the, yeah. Skin, the second, you know, it dips below 70 for the southern yeah. folk. Um, they, they go. Yeah, they're gone. Yeah, like they, they go. Um, but for all the, the common folk waterfowl, uh, like your, your mallards and your geese and stuff, like that snow is on their tail feathers, pushing them south. 100%. And obviously, again, through. As long as it's um, deep enough, they can't eat. Yeah. 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 An inch of snow oh, doesn't, no, obviously doesn't through... change anything, but six inch, eight oh, inches, God, no. that, that changes things. Ten inches. Yeah. Yeah. Especially um, when it now... gets cold and the snowpack turns to an ice cap. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. when things, and yeah. Because you'll see tons of birds go into snow covered fields. They'll go out there and they'll, they'll lay down for an hour mm-hmm. and try to melt a hole to yep. feed. Um, now, I think through the course of like evolution and uh, imprinting, like these birds have like obviously the birds at least in my area where I hunt, they've learned I don't have to fly to Mexico. Right. I can fly, you know, an hour south. I've got water twenty four seven. Yeah. There's all this agriculture to the east of Toronto, and then kind of what to is, the northeast a little bit. What is the ag? What What is it? Barley, Corn, beans, it... wheat. Yeah, corn bean sweet. So this is this is my guess, but I'm not a biologist, so I have absolutely no proof of this, other than I live in a rural farming community, and and I see farming practice because I help these guys. So I would guess that 30, 40 years ago, one they didn't grow corn and beans around you. There was a different ag product. Well, think mm-hmm. about it. It was knee high by the fourth of July by then, and now you're seven foot tall stocks of tasseling by 4th of july well so now there's short season corn which they've got 90 day corn 60 day corn right your yields aren't the same but they can grow corn Mm -hmm. Um, 
but the big difference is no-till farming. So I would assume that 30 or 40 years ago, those guys up there, I don't know, if you're curious, ask them. I'd love to know what they tell you. They would plant, and then right when they harvested, they would turn that field over. So they would turn that field black every year. Oh, I've got yeah. one farmer and, in particular, legit. He almost still turn the dirt. He almost well, like our our no till is like next to non-existent around here. There's okay, so they still no till. That's crazy. Because um, do most everything anymore is no till. Yeah, like we we've one one of my buddies that I hunt with, um, he the property that it's one of his properties, and we've hunted together. And he's actually his property is neighbors to the property that I hunt. He's the only no-till farmer that I know. Like I'm sure there's so, others out there, but no, like, no-till if... offers some big advantages to waterfowl, like huge food. Food, yeah, that's right. Food. Because now yeah. it's a little different when you get up north because those guys up there will actually take. I don't know the name of it. It's not a disc, but they break the surface a little bit because you guys don't have. You don't have. It's so dry and cold. The, oh, the... like like a harrow. Yeah, it yeah. won't the the organic matter doesn't break down like ours. So our guys don't have to touch it. So like our standard rotation is corn bean, corn bean wheat, right? Yeah. So they go through. So say uh, they harvest that corn, they're going to go through right after they harvest it, and they're going to plant wheat or rye. Most guys plant wheat right now because of Ukraine because wheat's high. Yeah. But they'll put rye grass down or wheat, and then they will. They will har- if it's wheat, they'll harvest it in the spring. If it's rye, they just spray it and turn it brown. And then they go directly through with the planter and they put the next run of crop in and the ground never gets broke. Wow. So any waste grain that hits the, the field is never covered up. So it yeah. doesn't matter if it gets to negative 20 because they can always pick the kernel. Yeah. But if they turn that field black and the dirt freezes, they can't yeah. dig the field with their beak no. anymore. They can't eat. Now, they still do that. Like, if you get down on, like, the Missouri River bottoms or any place where there's deep black soil, they'll turn that dirt. But, like, we just don't have enough topsoil to turn the dirt. So, our guys want to put as much nutrient in it from the top down. And they grow the cover crop because it breaks the ground up and lets it retain water longer. lets the water penetrate further into the field. So, like, our... Yeah. um, Like, one, one of my farmers here... And I've been hunting his properties, shit, 15, 16, 17 years now. Like, he legit almost follows the combine mm-hmm. with a desk. Dude, that's how I'm everybody like, used to I'm like, it. dude, like, just let it sit two weeks. Nope. <laughs> nope. They want two it weeks. Come on. No, if they can work and, it, and, they're going to yeah. do it. And Damien, this is the field that you and Mark came to. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he legit will follow the combine. The disc. I'm like, just, just come on, just, just let's sit for two weeks. Like, let well, he's wanting to in. get that mixed come in because he doesn't have a lot of time for that organic matter to break down because you're, you're, you're dry well, and you're cold. Well, one of one of the other big farming operations that I hunt and, and like I've been hunting these guys even longer. Like they'll they'll cut a field, and it'll be a month before they get back to discing it. Right. But like I would just guess if you asked them what year did they start planting corn and it hasn't been that long. Oh, it'd be it's twenty been plus. 10, has it been twenty now? It'd be twenty plus. Right. So so that would be around two thousand mm-hmm. roughly. So I would bet most of the if you look up like the the higher push numbers on the migration would have been eighties, nineties. You guys would have had much different grain structure up there. Yeah, I got to take your yeah. word for it, buddy, because this. But, is, I mean, I guess I don't know anything that, about the ag. That would just be my guess. Yeah, if you'd ask them, my... yeah, if you ask them what those guys, what their primary crop was in the '80s, it would be completely different than what it is now. Yeah, and my God, these guys grow. They don't waste a lot anymore. No, the machines yeah. are bit. The, yeah, like. The machines that they're using now, there's so not efficient. a lot of waste at all. There's not a lot, lot which, so which 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 sucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like the one the one farmer, it would, I think it would, it would be the field that well, I don't know if it was the the farmer that you went to, Mark, or sorry, when you went to Damien. But like one of my farmers, like when they're doing corn, when that husk, like when they get all those kernels off, the stuff coming at the back is just like frigging confetti. Oh yeah, now. 
Do so they trying take... so trying to run a layout blind <laughs> yep. and grasp that up, good luck. So now is it silage corn up there on you or is no. it okay? No, it's a, it's all, I just couldn't it's all, imagine because you're not a big you're not a big beef area, are you? There's some, but I wouldn't call it beef farms. Yeah, but, but there, there not, are some right. people that that cut silage and sell. Okay. Um, I don't hunt any silage because just just it's not what my farmers do. Right. Um, but I have hunted silage to other buddies and stuff. Now, um, is is their grain production up there for a specific industry? Like, are they growing barley for beer? Are they doing any of that? I have no uh, idea. I've had this conversation actually a couple times with my one farmer. Like, what do you do? Like, where's your corn go? Yeah, no. Is it, make, is it making popcorn? Is it making well, a lot of that stuff goes to make uh, Doritos and shit. Um, I think a lot of those goes because they like can ethanol. they use field. Yeah, they use field corn for Doritos. I mean, it's just corn. Yeah, that's yeah, not really. Oh yeah, yeah. I think well, my guys a lot of their stuff goes towards like ethanol. Yeah. So, so yeah. Bobby, last year, and sorry, I, I got to jump in here, but last year, Bobby, you were talking about how the current administration down in the states they had made a bunch of new moves and and trying to get everybody to go yeah, electric it, and all this stuff. Oh, right? they're doing all kinds of silly shit right That's now. Right. My God, they banned light bulbs the other day. <laughs> light bulb. Yeah, it, the incandescent light bulb is going to save the planet. If, right. Oh if, God. If everybody just had LEDs. The world's going to be better. Right. Yeah. yeah. The world will be better with less. Liberals. But I remember you telling me last year, Bobby, like there was no corn, like there was no corn being. Well, so so if you look at a map of Kansas from the state line and about, I'd say, an hour and 40 minutes west of the east state line, it's fairly wet. But if you get west of us, it's bad. It's still bad. It's drought. Yep. Yeah. Wow. The cattle prices right now are through the roof because. Everybody from us up to Montana down to Texas, they all sold cattle because they didn't have enough grass last year to feed them. Wow. So, yeah, and it's still dry. But, yeah, no. And then part of the shortage on corn last year was fertilizer prices went through the roof and Roundup prices went through the roof. Right. And you can't grow anything without glyphosate. You can't grow anything without fertilizer. But, I mean, for, I think for, I think last year, I'd have to ask my neighbor to be sure, but I'm pretty sure fertilizer tripled. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, and it's all all that stuff's made out of natural gas. So it was a staggering amount. I remember when you yeah. told me about fell over. Yeah. So when natural gas goes up, fertilizer goes through there. Now that's somewhat balanced off, but so uh, yeah. So no, there was not a lot. There was far less corn last year and much more wheat than we've okay. ever had. Yeah. Now this year the corn I would say is kind of getting back to regular. Okay. Yeah, but west of us, it's still drier than hell. Yeah, like, I don't think Cheyenne Bottoms has any water in it right now. I think it's still completely dry. Now, I could be wrong. There could be a little, but I think it's still completely dry. How was your, like, how was your summer bit? Because our last month, eh, Philly, like, the last three weeks to a month, like, we've gotten all of our rain now. Like, we didn't oh, have Jesus, any. It rained every other. Yeah, like, we, other... we had no okay. rain June, July. Zero. We have had just enough rain on our side of Kansas to keep crops growing, but it's been hotter than shit this year. Wow. Like we 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 hit a hundred again on Friday. Or on Saturday. Friday or Saturday. And we have the entire week is a hundred plus this week. Like it was legit hundred and twenty three with the heat index today. Well on a week well, ago today we got that, ridiculous. That's oh, thirty yeah, eight. Yeah. Ridiculous. But the actual temp today, I think, was 101 or 104. But we've got that. We've been above 100 a lot this year. That, like that's it's ridiculous. Hot. Yeah, it's a hot one. So about a week ago today, we got about four and a half inches of rain up at my parents' house, yeah. which would be about 11 and a half centimeters for y'all. Yeah. Well, we're, we're good with we're good with inches. We just can't yeah. do the temperature. But no, yeah, like enough. our uh, our ponds are pretty <laughs> low, and well, we've had more water than out west has. Well, yeah. okay. I mean, and to be fair, we got that in about seven hours, maybe. Yeah, it wasn't very much. But like I said, we've had just enough rain at just about the right times for the crop. Yeah, okay. which is what's most important. Yeah, yeah. So like, they put corn in, and the corn was looking fairly poor, and then I think we got a little inch. So like, it probably. It probably was enough for the corn to make. Okay. 
yeah, that's that's about what we've had, but it's not it's not wet by any means. So wow. Well, yeah. speaking of river bottoms, my my guys over there they were cutting silage all this week. Yeah, and the river bottoms where they got a lot of that. Yeah, half a foot of rain. Yeah, I can see that. So because it dried out fast enough. Yeah, now back to the reverse migration. So so Kansas is a wintering state. So when we pick up birds, a lot of times our birds are here for the winter. Okay. Now when we get too cold, because we're never the chances of Kansas getting snow that would stay on the ground for longer than three days is very low. Okay. We can get 10 inches of snow and three days later, it's, it's mostly gone. Yeah. So if, if we get negative 10, zero, our birds will bump down to Oklahoma, Texas, but when it warms back up, they just come right back. Really? Yeah. They don't stay there. They'll follow the freeze line up. Like yeah. Down. Yeah. Just follow the snow. Yeah, they just bounce. But you're only talking, you know, they might be making a 60 mile flight between us and them. It's not very. Oh, really? Oh, it's not. Yeah, it's not. No. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Like they can now, they can just be gone that afternoon. And like the next couple of days, you might not have anything. And then it's been zero. And then you'll get a warm spell. Like we can go from zero to 48 to 60 degrees in five days. Yeah. Like you can literally be. 20 yeah. degrees or 10 degrees on a Friday and by the next Friday it's 68 degrees during the winter. Hmm. And the birds will just all come right back. Great. Yeah. Um, we are, uh, we're getting close on here. Uh, I wanted to ask you this next year that I think it's DU, right? The DU Duck Expo, the one that they just done. Yeah. In Delta. That, Oh, it's Delta. Sorry. Yeah. Well, there's there's two right now. DUX, not to be confused with the YouTube thing, but DUX. Yeah. That's that's the big Ducks Unlimited event. Yeah. And that was in Fort Worth, Texas. And then there's no, a at Delta. The, at the racetrack, right? Yes. At yeah. Whatever motor speedway. Texas Motor Speedway. Yeah. Yeah. And then there was yeah. a Delta Waterfowl Expo that was in Little Rock. That's right. Next yeah. year, next year, the Delta one is going to be in Baton Rouge. Yes. They're moving. I think it moves every three years is what they're doing with it. Which oh, is what that they, right? That's what they should be doing with it. Yeah. In my opinion, I think it keeps the shows fresher when they well, rotate. Then, isn't DUX going to Nashville? I don't. I think the DUX show is going to Nashville, Tennessee. I think oh, really? that was. Yeah, I think that isn't was. that where its... NWTF is? Yes. 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 I yeah. want to go. I want to go to the Delta to the Delta Duck Expo next. You year. picked That's the furthest I'm... possible place you could go. Yeah, really. Right. Yeah, Louisiana. You can't go much further south from as far north as you are. Huh. That'll be a culture shock for you, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> I think. Can't, can't, I think can't be any be... worse. Can't be if, any worse uh... than what I saw in the Boot Hill back in January. <laughs> no. Well, and it's probably no worse than going back to Newfoundland either. So uh, yeah, so shit. we will be at the Delta one next year. Well, yeah, in Louisiana. Yeah, we're gonna go to that one. Oh, I'm going, dude. If I can get a booth space, we're gonna go to that one. Yeah, and then if they move the Ducks Expo to Nashville, I probably will go to that one. Oh, yeah. Well. Me can't so, do too. I'm yeah. gonna take Bobby Hunky talking. Yeah, he won't go. No, not that. Why not? Uh, I I don't. It's just not my idea. I just, tell you what. When I do a thing. show, I talk the entire day at a show. Right. I mean, it's endless. So when I'm done with the show, I go back to wherever I'm staying and I make food and go to bed. Yeah, right. I am not a go out after the show type of guy. I was, but I learned this week and that I'm no longer. I um, just, I my, I am whooped after them things. Yeah. Like I am dragging. Yeah. But boys, um, we're at that, uh, we're at close to that 60 minute mark. And I think it's a good, uh, good spot that we can, uh, we can end this one now. But before we get too crazy, Philly, in case you didn't know, and the entire millions and millions of listeners to the show here, uh, I'd like to give Bobby a very happy birthday. Uh, turning the big yes. four six. Thank um, you. Welcome to the club, buddy. It's all downhill from here. And <laughs> I made but, I made it another year. Yeah, absolutely. So uh happy birthday, buddy. Um 
thanks for coming on. Kyle, it was awesome to see you. We'll do a roundtable, give you guys uh, a chance to say goodbye and stuff like that. But uh, again, thanks for coming on. And and Phil, we've said it for so long. Um, we're, we're really just a bunch of yahoos that get on this show and we just, we just chat. Uh, we're not experts. We'll never pretend to be experts. We're just a bunch of dudes that love hanging out and talking about birds. So um, with that, uh, Philly, uh, last words to you, buddy. Well, we're not experts. That's why we have all these awesome guests yeah. come on the show Very true. Just to make yeah. us look good. Because yeah, half the time, we don't know what we're doing. At um, 100%. Yeah. Um, again, always a good time having you on, Bobby. Again, uh, happy birthday. I was trying to, get a, trying to wish you a happy birthday on your Facebook page the other day, but uh, you uh, have, have nixed the commenting, so... I couldn't post publicly. <laughs> what a what a grumpy old fucker! He already told me today that he that he went and uh, he set up some. Uh, anyways, I'm not even getting into it. What a grumpy old fucker he is! Don't That's open that. Is. Don't open that box, bud. Be another hour. But uh, Kyle, good uh, good seeing you again. Like and I remember remember your face from uh, years gone by there on Facebook. And I know how much you were a huge uh, huge supporter of Bobby. And as soon as I logged on, I'm like, hey. It's that Kyle guy that I know. It's that I know Kyle. that jackass. Yeah. <laughs> Remember that handsome fellow? Oh, yeah, boy, better quit. Oh, boy, that was a while ago. Yeah. Great having you guys, on, yeah. Yeah, you guys on the show. And and uh, hopefully I might be able, to be able to make it down to Kansas one day. And you time. Come, come down with us, man, in December. It's easier to drive down than it is up, I promise. Oh, no shit. And, and in fairness, I, God, God bless Bobby. I do have a number of his... Uh, Amazing duck calls here. So mm-hmm. there's one of those beautiful, beautiful Punisher one. Yep. 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 I got, uh, I got, it. um, Kyle, I don't even do have one of his calls. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> fucking tangled here. <laughs> That's awesome. Kyle, love. <laughs> last word to you, Kyle, buddy. Well, no, I appreciate y'all having me on. Uh, it's been a pleasure. And yeah, get in the truck, load it up, come south doing it buddy i'm doing it bobby well as always i love talking to you guys i talk to damien all the time i love talking to you guys on here if anybody needs help with calling hit up the DucklanderTribe.com. there is more videos on there than you could possibly look at in a week on how to call so and if you can't you can't figure that out just shoot me a message and i'll get you all the help you need absolutely um if you're still listening to this please go check out the new um, tribe website. Um, Like Bobby said, you're not going to get any shopping done on that one, but you can go back over to ducklandercalls.com and you can do, you can order your calls right there, but go check them out because honest to God, um, the guy's got so much to offer you uh, knowledge wise. So go check them out. Uh, Let them know that you heard, you heard them on our show because that, that, that makes us feel good. And Kyle, Thanks, buddy, for coming on. I can't wait for you guys to launch your first episode. I can't wait to listen to it. Um, and I'm not, it, it's weird. I do a podcast, but I'm not a big podcast listener. Um, so I, I, I really want to hear, uh, I like what I like, uh, and, and that's it, right? So I'm really looking forward to hearing what you guys uh, uh, come up with. Uh, and I think it's going to be pretty, pretty funny, too. Uh, I just got this feeling, so... Um, with that, ladies and gentlemen, we are the Union 0430 podcast. Again, not experts, just a bunch of people to love one another's company and uh, talking about shooting birds. Big love. Be nice to one another. Don't be douchebags. And uh, we'll chat soon. Big love.